This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Agadiyantif, everybody. Happy Hodul Hashem Kitayv Day. This was a Hodul Hashem. I would like to. I would like to thank Hashem every time, every day. But if the Gaim are doing it, then there's a Kavachom that we should really, for sure, be doing it. So a thank you to Rabbi Shalom for the Shear. Um, I saw a very beautiful tweet. Not that it was just that my name was mentioned amongst my favorite people. Somebody, I don't know, my daughter is on a thing. There's a thank you. you I guess people are writing thanks. And she saw, thank Hashem for, for Charlie Arari, for Rabbi Y.Y. Uh, Jacobson. Uh, and my name got in there. And I said, okay, that's a, that's a big thing. Baruch Hashem to put my name with those. Uh, really, my favorite, favorite uh, mashpim in the world. Um, he had to Rabbi Wallerstein. Um, he, or he or she, I don't know who it was. It's probably a she. Most heeds don't. Wouldn't admit how much they like a bunch of other guys speaking. Um, uh, there's actually morale like that. The morale, the morale so, says, I can't find it. I saw this years ago, and I haven't been able to find it since. I saw it brought down from the morale that when a guy goes to a shear, he's, his initial thought, if he's not controlling himself, is, where is he going to mess up so I could feel like I caught him on something and I'm better than him? I'll listen to the shear. But there's a guy that a guy can't have to be, to be macabre from somebody else that they're not his Rebbe because his Rebbe is already a product of him. Someone else that he's going to share, they think, that's why you could give a... Rav Armour used to give a share in Queens. It was 200 women and me and seven other guys. That's how it was. Kiseder. Rebbeim gives share. Mostly it's the, it's the women that go because they don't have all that stupidity called the, the gaiva. Um, and then Baruch Hashem, my, my son and I made a see him uh, th- this evening on uh, on Seder Kachim in Mishnayis, so we get a Mazel Tov. And uh, and I also want to thank Torah anytime. Um, I don't thank them enough for this. Uh, it's a big schuss, it really is. I, I think about it a lot, especially when when it gives me the opportunity or someone to be able to reach out to me that I'm able to help. It's a it's a tremendous tremendous schuss. I, I really look at it that way. Okay, so we're, we're going to finish tonight, Emirat Hashem, about the basic overall tefillah. We've been talking a lot about tefillah in general, and really everything we've been talking about has been much more, not completely, but much more applicable to, you want to call it the new type of tefillah, you want to call it as this, you want to call it talking to Hashem in, in a, as, as a friend to a friend, as um, a more direct way. That's really what we've been talking about. We didn't, again, go into yet specifically how to do it. We talked about why it works, but not how to go about getting to that MS. How about going to realize and recognizing what you're saying, where it's coming from, who it really is, being able to sacrifice yourself, so to speak, on that Akeda of, of MS. And, and no matter what the cost, no matter how, how painful that MS may be, to go ahead and to, to try to get to it. But tonight I want to go into, um, like I said, somebody asked, and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, and, and to be honest, I myself was wondering a little bit, so then what's the ikr, what's the chalik, so then why really ever daven Shmon Esrei, why daven in the sitter? what's the whole point of that? So I want to start with, um, I, we started really, I told you about this, but we didn't learn it inside, and I'm going to really run through it because it's inside, and again, I always apologize when I read things inside and you don't have it in front of you. It's hard. So, 
Daruga Sabosem quotes Kasa Lavosh. He write, quotes from the Lavosh. Uh, I'm going to skip the parts where he's quoting exact places. It's not it's so important. If anybody wants to see this, um, and a very important thing, if you really want to get into Tzfila and understand Tzfila better, there's a sefer called Siddur Otsar Atzilos. See, it's in two volumes. Um, many years ago, I bought it. It was one of my first of my Swarm collection. And I, I lost one of them. And it drove me crazy. I had like three or four Swarm that I lost by, I don't know where or how. And uh, it was usually the ones that I worked in most. So this was one of them, and I bought the new, they, they came out with it again. They uh, reprinted it a few years ago. So it's much, a little, a lot clearer. So he says, it's a very old safer. The Lavush writes, A person has to be very careful with Tfilos Yerches. What's Tfilos Yerches? Right? This is a Gemara in, um, in, uh, in Megillah. I think it's in Tainus also. He doesn't quote it, but I'm pretty sure that's where you can find the Gemara. That, that, um, Chazal say that 120 Zakanim, and from them there were many, many of them that were Nevi'im, Shatiknu, that they were Masakin, the exact Lashon that we have today, Ashwan Asri and Igzen, there's Nesach Svar, Nesach Ashnaz, Nesach Eidacharedis, and so on, but they're all very, very basically similar. Um, there were times and Sadikim that made certain changes, or they had certain Kabbalas or Nuschos from their great grandparents. There were slight changes. But what's not changed is there's 19 brachos, called 18. We're not going to go into why that is, but um, the Shmon Esrei is still Shmon Esrei. Ubediyah Gadol, the Kavana Gadola Teknu, and they did it with ik- unbelievable preciseness and, and exactness where they masakin it. Because they didn't just come up with, they didn't get together and say, okay guys, like, Let's come up with a really good feel. Let's like throw in everything we could we can imagine in there, and let's put it all together. They did it by bringing down, and that's why it's important that many of them were neviim. They understood that many there were happenings that happened in the world, like it says in Agada, the Pirkei Derbelazer says the following: when Avram was saved in Orkastim, we spoke about this. The first, first bracha. Because Hashem shielded Avram. When Yitzhak Avinu was offered on the Akedah and he was saved, the Malachim screamed out, Baruch Atah Hashem Mechayim Mesim. When Yaakov um, came and he, he reached the Shari Rachamim, I am not 100%. I wanted to look this up. I've always wanted to look this up, but I'm pretty sure it's referring to our Parsha, where during the dream, he, he like, so to speak, the Vayifka Bamakamahu, it says he met up with that place, Ain El He came to meet Hashem by that ladder and that dream and that amazing thing. When Gabriel taught Yosef the 70 languages, they said the one that gives knowledge. And by the way, it's just a bracha that they said. The prelude to the bracha, that's not, or however you say it, if you say Nesachashkenaz, that's not necessarily what they said. They said the bracha. So when Gabriel taught Yosef the seven languages, right, he was going to be tested by they're not allowed to make a king in, in uh, Mitzrayim if he doesn't know the 71 languages. 
So Gabriel taught Yosef the seven languages. So they said, Adas, which by the way, just as a, an aside, Yosef was unable to, to learn them. He couldn't, he taught him and taught him the whole night and he wasn't able to do it. And then he just gave it to them, the, uh, the Medrash says that he just gave them as a gift. Because the seven languages, this is how important about our, our Lashon, that's why Paro couldn't get, couldn't get Lashon HaKodesh. Right? Yosef tried to teach them, he, he, he was unable to understand it. Because the Lashon, the seven languages represent the 70 um, nations. The 70 nations, each one represents a Koch of Tum in the world. There's a Koch of Tum that, that, that is by them. And the language is how you reveal the inside, which is, again, it's, that's why it's important to talk this out, because that's what we're talking about, davening. Yeah. Why is it specifically their Koch of Tum and not their... Also, their positive attributes, Tara. Because the reason why, like we said, all humanity was meant to be Kadosh and, and Hashem's children and, and carry out the plan of, of creation. Everybody failed. Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov stood up and said, we're taking this on, and they developed the spiritual genes necessary. The reason why they failed is there was a Tumah there that they weren't able to conquer. Their nature of not being Kal Yisrael, what differentiates and makes them, they're not bad people, they're not all that stuff, whatever, some of them maybe, but there's a koch of Tumah that makes them un, not Klai Yisrael until they are matire themselves through Geras and not all of them are able to. Amalek and so on are never allowed in Klai Yisrael because their Tumah and Amalek is a whole other Indian for another time. So when he taught him the seven languages, when Ruvay did the Maisa with Bila, and he, he had a Knas, he was supposed to die. And he did Chuva and he lived. That's when they said Rotsu Chuva. in some ways, was the first one to do Chuva. When Yehuda was Osik with Tamar, and he said, he said she was, she's more righteous than me, she's right. And he became forgiven. Also, Avon on that sin, Amr Chonon Hamar Belislach, Chonon Hamar Belislach. That they said the next bracha. Kishamar Kadosh Baruch Hu Mitzrayim Yisrael V'Galti Eschem. When Hakadosh Baruch Hu promised, I'm going to redeem you, Amr Gol Yisrael. They said, Baruch Hashem Gol Yisrael. Kisharipa Rafal's Avram. When Rafal healed Avram Avinu, Amr Rofei Cholim. They said, Baruch Hashem Rofei Rofei Cholim. Kishazari Yitzchak Amatzah Kof Sharim Sharim Amru Mevarach Hashanim. Yitzchak planted. This also one, I'm not exactly sure which Misa this is referring to. But he planted and he received a hundredfold of what he planted. So they made the bracha of Baruch Hashem Mavarech Hashanim. Bracha Parnasa. Kishabot Yaakov Mitzrayim, Meneskapsu HaShvatim. When Yaakov came down to Mitzrayim and the Shvatim were once again together in Yosef, Amr Mekabet Nitzchei Amal Yisrael Hashem gathers the um, spread out of Amal Yisrael. Kishabot Yaakov Mitzrayim, Meneskapsu HaShvatim. Kishabot Yaakov Mitzrayim, when, he, when, when Moshe was taught by HaKadosh Baruch when he told him, these are the laws, when the, when the Mitzrim were drowning in the Yamsaf, Hashem breaks our enemies and lowers uh, and, and subjugates the, the ones, the willful transgressors. When Yaakov called Yosef to him and he, puts, he, put his, he placed his hand on his eyes and, uh, and what he promised came true. So then they said, Mishan Muftach Latzadikim. Hashem holds up and is, is a Miftach Latzadikim. He promises to the Tzadikim. He keeps his word to Tzadikim. Kishabana Shalom Vesem Migdash Amr Boni Yishlaim. Kishabu Yisrael B'Yamsuf, when they went to the Yantav Ramashu, and they said, Shir Amr Matzmiach Karen Yeshua. Hashem brings out the, the splendor of Yeshua. Kishan Encha Yisrael V'Yizak, Vesham Hashem is not custom. When we 
like it says in the passage of Yishmael Kimis Nakasim, when we cried out in, in Mitzrayim, and Hashem heard us, Amru Shameh Tefila. Kishiyar the Shechina Mishkan, when the Shechina came down in the Mishkan, not in, in the base of Mikdash, but Amru Hamachs Shechinaso, they said Hamachs Shechinaso Lutzion, Pirish, Shechvar Nestalka Mehem Aydei Maiseikel, they already had. You might wonder why it's Machsir Shechina. So why is Hashem returning a Shechina? If that was a Mishkan, the first Shechina, because the Shechina rested us by Sinai. When we sinned with the Eagle, the Shechina left. The Mishkan, as you know, was only done because of the Mice Eagle. It was unnecessary to have a Mishkan, a place because Hashem would have dwelt everywhere and everything would have been a Gile of Hashem. So it was necessary to, so to speak, confine Him to one place. Some say that, that there's a machlokas on this, that it was really when Hashem came back to the Bayesheni. Again, I'm skipping a little, so if someone's reading this with me, they'll see I'm skipping a little. When Shlomo finally put the Aron in the Kodesh Shevach, and he was answered, and he gave Hodah, and Shevach Hashem, Amru, Hatoshim Chalachanel Hodos. That Hashem's name, your, your name is good, and to you it's proper to think. When they came into the land, and there was peace in the land, that's, that's the Haggadah of Pirkei Derbe Lazar. So listen what the Levush writes. So what? So this is what happened. All these things, in some way, in some shape, manner, or form, happen every single day. And in some mysterious, deep way, every single thing that happens in our life can be break, broken down or categorized under these 18, 19 19 brachos, these 19 ma'oros, these 19 happenings, these are mice of a simabanam. Our lives follow this pattern of one of these things, or, or all of them. Kim And we need to daven to Hashem. Sheimanu, that He should be with us, like He was with them. Therefore, with, again, as He said in the beginning, they were massacring this with a tremendous amount of tikkun. If you ever want to see one of the um, best English terms I've ever seen on it, um, I don't remember, uh, I think it was Rav Avram Chaim, is his first name? Foyer. Foyer, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, it's something like that. But it's F E U E R Foyer. So uh, I think he moved to Israel. He was a Rav in Muncie. Um, he wrote a book called Shimon Esrei. I'm sure you've seen it. It's that blue book. It's one of the older books on, um, I think it's an art school book. Fantastic, fantastic. It brings a lot down from there and a lot of, of how many words are in this bracha and it's connected to the amount of words in the, that you find in the Torah where it talks about Rafu and, and the, the absolute amazing diukim in there. Okay, so now he goes to why it's 19 out of 18. Um, skip that. All these things are really connected back to Pesukim in the Torah. And then he says, why is the first three in the middle, and then, and then the last ones? Oh, so listen to how he ends. 
the first ones and the last ones are all Shavach of Hashem. Right? One is, is, is Avos and Machai Mesim, and the last ones are more thinking, but they're really all Shavach. Because even when you're thanking someone, you're obviously you're, you're praising him. The Vichach Amru, Al Yishadam Tzrach of Lobashal Shishanat Lobashal Shachonos. There's Halacha. The Chazal say, don't ask, you're not supposed to ask for your needs in the first year, the last three. Say that for the middle, the middle 13. El Bemtsios, Shein Derech Adam Lishol Tzrach of Min Amelach Basar Dam, Bishash Mesapa Bishivcho, El Amakta Mesapa Shivachach Shol Mimenu Mashatach. Because that's not the way you do it with the king. The whole entire um, stance is supposed to be, I'm standing in front of the king. Right? In fact, Halach Lamaisa, and we'll get into this a little bit more, Halach Lamaisa is that you have to have, the, for the first bracha, you have to understand Perish Amilim, you have to know what you're saying, and we don't possibly that you go back because only, mainly because you're not going to have it the next time either. So it's uh, unfortunate. And the, and the rest of them, including the first, you have to have in mind that Omelifnei that Melch. you're standing in front of the king right now. L'cholapachos, at least. Standing in front of the king. So you, when you're asking, when you're telling him how great he is, it's not a good time to ask. You finish saying how great he is, and then you go to your, your question. Because then he's saying, oh, you're only saying how great I am because you're about to ask, because you're asking something. And therefore, after Hashem gives you your shela, you finish your middle 13, then you go and you bless him again, you thank him. This is how it works with Kaddish Baruch You don't ask in the first three and last three. But that's only for the Tzarche Yachid. Can you pass me that water, please, and a cup? Thank you. But that's only the Tzarche Yachid, the needs of the Yachid. Thank you so much. That's when you're asking for yourself. I meant to do that before. Thank you. This is very interesting. But for if you're asking for the klal, ask no problem. This is a huge shevach Hashem that many people need him. Then, on certain Yom Tovim, barely any shuls do this. They, there are piyutim put inside. I mean, we have it now by Tzilas Tal, Tzilas Geshem. We put piyutim. There are there are additions for Tzilas Tal and Tzilas Geshem at the end of Sukkot, end of the beginning of Pesach, where we where we ask for the tzibur for the rain and then for the rain to stop for the tal to come. Okay. That's the beginning. We actually did the second part to this where we talked about how, you, how to stand and, and, and how it works. So if you could remember that, it's about standing like this, standing with your head bent, standing with your feet together like a uh, malach. So what does this all mean? So I was, um, I heard something from a friend of mine and I was like searching and searching this one pusik. I looked at like so many svarim in this one pusik, thinking... It's got to be this. Like, this is where the secret is, and this is what everything is actually based on. And then I got in, the, and I just, I felt like I was totally forcing it. Like, it was just, it was what I wanted to say, and I'm forcing it to the past. Like it didn't, didn't flow at all. And then I got an Aliyah on Monday. Aliyah today also, Baruch Hashem. I got an Aliyah on Monday. The perks of being a Kohen. Not too many of us around. And I got an Aliyah, and, um, uh, and I'm, I'm actually reading along with the Balkore, and it just hit me. 
And I've seen this pasuk so many times that I don't know how I missed this or didn't understand it in the way that I did on Monday. So this is another thing I'd like to thank Hashem for because this is, like everything, a gift. Okay. When you're talking to Hashem on your own, so we said, obviously, it has to do with Bittal. You're involved yourself to Hashem 100%. And it's an outward journey, as we said. It's focused on Hashem. You have to have the MS at the end of it, and it's Chesed from Avram, all true. But at the end of the day, who's initiating that conversation? And why is it being initiated? It's us. It's because we want the either let's let's on a simple level what most people are approaching Hashem. So we want something. Right? I'm I, I have a his this trip planned Matzah Shabbos with a good friend of mine who's going through an extremely, extremely difficult time right now. I can't be mafire at what it is at all. But something unusual that a lot of most people will never have to go through. And he's going through it and it's like a lot of pachar and it's a lot of time and it and it affects many, many different areas of his life. And uh, I said, we're, let's, we just, we, me and you, let's just go. So we're going Matzah Shabbos. Hopefully it won't be too freezing to my favorite place. And to talk to Hashem. And we're going to do this. So why are we going? We're going because we need something. We need a Yeshua for him. I, I need my own Yeshua for things. We need Yeshua's. Now, is it a beautiful way to approach it? Yes. Is it in the way of approaching it through Bittal? Yes. But at the end of the day... It's about me. I need something. And let's say I didn't need anything. There should be such a Jew that, that feels that they don't need anything, right? Like uh, the waiter comes up to the Jewish woman at the restaurant, what does he say? Is anything okay? Mm. <laughs> it's not necessarily uh, a Jewish thing to be... Uh, although I did hear, someone told me, I was meeting with this person, and she said she heard in a shir, I think Yamima Mizrahi said it, so I don't know where she got it from, that during Kislev, and I don't think I ever heard this before. Mm-hmm. It did sound somewhat similar. Huh? Her. I heard it from her. Yeah, and what did she, do you remember who she quoted? Because I like to, I asked this woman to please send me the clip. So she said, right, during Kislev, it's a big school and not to complain. What was the school of four? What was it? Then you get everything taken care of. I don't know. Yeah. Or, for, uh, no, I heard a different thing. <laughs> it, it was for like a oh. lot of stuff. I don't know. Whatever why. it is, yeah. Face to face. Whatever. Doing not to. Uh, not to I'd like to see the Makar for that. I'm not saying it's not. I'd like to see it. Yeah, it was a thing that was forwarded. I, I can see if I can find that. If you can find that, I'd love to know who she quoted. Maybe she didn't quote. Maybe she just said. I don't know. Not to complain during during. So it's not an e- easy time. I heard her say that when the candles are lit, it's a very big zman tefillah that that, oh, that for sure. And nisim could happen. That for sure. Yeah. There, there's no question by the by the neros. Um, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> talk Hashem closer to Hanukkah about that. Hopefully. Um, but but not to complain. I like there was a there's another famous story where this woman's walking along the beach, and. Uh, and she's walking with her little girl, and all of a sudden, this rogue wave came. And it happens. Well, later, there was someone from this neighborhood that was taken in such a way in Australia a bunch of years ago. And uh, I don't know if you you know you heard that Misa. I don't know if you heard that rest of that Misa. I, his brother actually was nifter recently, also. The family's been through a lot. Um, 
he was taken by a wave. He was there doing a seed program, and the wave took him. The Australian Navy went to search for him, and he was he was gone. And after three days, they found his body, and his clothes were fully on. They say he was a very special guy. He was a darkhay boy, and he had his tits still on. And the the Navy explained it's like not impo- it's impossible because the waves the way it works is with bodies out there. Besides for that, all the marine life unfortunately feed off of it. The waves just roll their button and rip rip all the clothes off. Rip it, it doesn't doesn't stay. He was managed with everything on. It sits is perfectly fine. Not the body wasn't touched, which is uh, some sort of nechama. But um, so she's standing there, and then a wave comes and just grabs grabs a little girl and takes her away. She screams out to Hashem, Hashem, please, my one beautiful daughter, you've got to give her back to me. I can't believe you took her. And she pours out her heart. She's rolling around the floor, and all of a sudden a wave comes and drops the girl back. And she looks at her, she goes, she had a hat. Nothing's ever perfect. You took her with a hat. What about the hat? So this is, you know, these, there's a, they joke about these things because where there's smoke, there's fire. Now it comes from a very good place because we're Kali Yisrael and we're, we're connected in a deep way to Hashem and that's connected to the ultimate source of Taif. So when Ra happens, we just don't get it. Like, how could that be? There can't be Ra, any Ra in the world. Mm-hmm. So... Why is that specifically a Jewish thing? I feel like not Jews also. People complain. Yeah, it's, it's known more by Yidin oh, that, that the, the whole... Watch anything or don't watch anything, please. Someone, my my brother-in-law was over tonight. He loves showing me clips of weird things. He actually showed me a beautiful story from Rav Grossman in Eretz Yisrael. He was on the plane, a whole thing. Another time we'll talk about it. Um, But he showed me this thing and he was about to start. He goes, you got to see this one. And it's like this guy dressed up, it's a certain comedian, I don't want to say his name, a Jewish guy. And and his whole shtick is to make fun of Yidin. Like, like everything is a is a play on Yidin, and and he gets hired by only my company hired him where I used to work, and he came. I got up and walked out. I don't know, it's disgusting. Like make your life, your living. How, how your entire panasa is based on on trashing Yidin. Okay, it's in a funny way. It's not a hurtful way. Ugh, disgusting, disgusting. I can't, I, I can't stomach that. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you make every once in a while you say something, but your whole shtick is that. I don't even find it funny. I, I mean, I'm disgusted by it. So, but, you watch anything in any guy or any Jewish comedian that's making fun, it usually has to do with how we're, we're whiny, we're, we're demanding. So the, the, entire, the entire thing, even, even if you get past that somehow, halavai, every year should have everything and there's be no complaining. The, as I keep using the word, the posture of, of the hisbaidus, of the personal tefillah that comes, generate, where is it generated from? It's generated from me. And when I do something, it's always because I have a need, which makes me have a want. So even though it's the most lofty, unbelievable, highest thing, I want to connect to Hashem, I want to just talk to the Bani Shalom and shmooze with him, tell him about my day and ask him about things and talk in a, in a beautiful way. And we'll t- again, when we go inside in the in the Galvavi um, Mishkan Avenue, we'll learn a little bit more how to do it. It's still self-generated. Davening in the Siddur, the whole Indian of davening in the Siddur, specifically Shimon Esrei, which again is the center of everything. When, when the Gemara uses tefillah, it's, it's that. And, and the Gemara says, Halavai, that you should daven all day. 
But we have three tefillos. Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. That Rizal says that you're supposed to start davening. I, I do this. Many people daven. So I'd say this. Before I say, Matov Olecha, and then followed by Adon Olam, I always say, I'm a Kabbalah, I miss the cessation of a Haftar, a Rizal brings down, you should start your daven like that. I'm a Kabbalah myself, the positive commandment of loving your fellow like yourself. Which is followed by Ani Hashem. The, the, uh, the Rambam brings down in Helchus Tshuva that the only way you could ever really get to emistic love Hashem is for a spouse to feel lovesick for their spouse. Which is the, the greatest love that humankind could ever come up with. It doesn't seem like that today. But it's, it certainly is. And it's supposed to be. It's, it's, it's only Lush that, you, that it's only two people we have Labasar Echad you become one. And Ahava is Gemachet 13 is Gemachet Echad. The whole Indian Ahava is to become one. Is to totally unify. So there's a natural love for those that are ready to unify with you, for children. And, and, and then as you get out, as, as you feel less one with that person, because they're not even related to you and you don't even know them and you shared no past with them and you just met them, only if you're living in a very deep way, like my beautiful friend, Guy Bar Yosef, Zechot Tzadok, Kadosh Racha, who, who, uh, who died a few years ago. I met this Yid. I talk about him a lot because I miss him a lot. I got off my, my plane. I was running a birthright trip, and I've run plenty. This is my last birthright trip. Baruch Shazachisi that I met this year. I got off the plane, and this is Breslover Chassid. And it's just a, a Sephardi Breslover Chassid. And I, I see him, and he sees me. I never met, and he was our tour guide. And I said, Shalom Aleichem. He said, Shalom Aleichem. And he guy. I said, Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Yon. And we hugged. I said, Atachi. He says, Atachi. You're my brother. And we mamish hugged. We let go of the hug throughout the trip, but we were... I, I, I've never met somebody. Every time we get off the bus, he goes, Yiladim, everybody has to bring, and if, if you've gone, anyone's listening to this, if you've ever been on a trip, and where the guide goes, Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-boker, Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-boker, he teaches the whole thing, and, the, and everybody does it. It's all from Guy. Guy was the number one rated tour guide in all birthright. And he, uh, so he used to get off the bus, and he would say, everyone would say, what do we need on this teal? To bring your sandals, to bring this, to bring that. And don't forget to bring your love. Wherever we went, don't forget. He would get off the bus. Bring love. You can't walk on the earth to show without love. And he, Mamish, was like, he was just one with, with the world, with everybody. Oh, we lost a big one. So, um... You have to be one with everybody. The reason... Or not the reason. The Rakech brings down even after is Gematria Ishto Kegufo, and also the Gemara Zu Zu Ishtecha. Because the greatest love that you could have before the Ani Hashem, before you come to love Hashem, is you have to learn to love others. Why? What's love really about? I mean, we could break it up, and we talk about giving. We've talked about it in this in this year a lot. Ultimately, it's a complete. And utter dependent dependency on the other person. If you love something with an absolute love, you can't live without it. You can't live without the person. I can't live without that. My my um, my father was just telling me. He tries to tell me more. I should listen more. I, my 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 Bobby and Zaidi, Zechariah um, and Lebracha, who were. She was my, my Zaidi's uh, birthday today. 
I mean, he died many, many years ago, 30, 33 years ago. So um, he was, uh, I think I told you, he, the way he met my grandmother, my grandmother was, came from a total, total Hasidish family. I mean, her mother, my great-grandmother, my Bobby Zlata, shaved her head. She, when she came home with the spitz, which was horse hair, sticking out like this, her mother, as a grown woman, she was married, she came back to the house, her mother slapped her across the face and said, we don't go out like a prutza. Yeah, try that today. See how well that works. My great-grandmother, I've never once seen her, ever. She died when I was in fourth grade. She was all four foot ten. She was filled with just Tehillim. I never once saw her not saying Tehillim, ever. Between bites, it was Tehillim. She finished more than one time a day, the entire Tehillim. She had a first cousin, Neretz Yisrael, of Halberman, who was, who was Chavrusa's back in Russia with the Ribnitzer Rebbe. I met him two times, our, our, my third cousin, I guess. I don't, I don't know how those things work. My father knows all these things. You know, our parents know all like, oh, that's our cousin Zeldi from, because, you know, many times my grandmother, Elishel, my mother, my father, you know cousin this? I'm like, I don't. I know I should. I don't. I don't know how anything, all this story, I've heard enough to know a little bit. Haberman, if you, you come visit him, he made you kiss the uh, picture of the Rebbe Nitzarevi, and then you had to make a bracha, and every bracha. So you got a mizonos, you got a priates, you got to, you had to make all the brachas. <laughs> yeah, this is all, the first one to start brachas parties. People would come from all over to speak with him, to get brachas from him, and um, my father went to, my great-grandmother went to help him when he was like 70-something. He got remarried to a young w- woman, and they had a baby, and he was a big, big tzaddik. And, uh, when the Ribnitz Rebbe would come to Israel, they would close themselves up in a room and just say Tehillim together. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Ribnitz Rebbe. Mm-hmm. Ribnitz Rebbe was the last, you know, last, Lubavitch Rebbe, there were plenty of open miracles, but Ribnitz Rebbe was like crazy stuff. Like he would dive in Shachras in the middle of the night and someone would ask and he would say, how, Rebbe, how could you dive in the middle of the night? And he'd open the shades and the sun would be out. Like insane stuff. Like clearing off the entire street of Miami so one of his Hasidim could walk to him on Shabbos without seeing anything bad. I, I, if he touched you, he knew if you went to the mikveh that day. People would try to give him shamalechem, and he would say, "No, you, you didn't go to the mikveh today." He knew if he if he picked up a keli, he could tell you if the mikveh. Rav Rav Sitnik, the Rosh Hashiva of uh, in the cheder here in Frakway, um, Yisiach Yitzchak was his gabai. For many years, Rav Sitnik couldn't have a baby for twenty five years, and and the remnants of Rabbi gave him a bracha that you'll have when you're miyayishan and the whole thing, and he had and. I'm sorry, but he he told me stories. I've I've shmuzed the Rav Sinek. He's told me, yeah, he used to see Kaseder. Um, Mordechai ben David was a gabai of his also. Mordechai ben David was a gabai of a Rimitzer Rebbe. He also he would tell you mices about him. I think I'm 99 sure on that. He had a shaykh system. Anyway, the Rimitzer Rebbe, my my cousin of Haverman, were chavrusas back in Russia. So uh, and my my cousin would say, I don't know how to learn. I know how to say tell him. I can say tell him that we used to just say them tell together, but they learned together. My father went to visit. My father and mother were married for a few years and weren't able to have children so quick. And uh, he went to visit them. When he heard it was my father that, that he was Bobby Zlata's grandson, he said, sit down. He said, uh, you're, you're Zlata's. He says, okay, Mirza Hashem, you're going you're gonna to be uh, expecting a girl soon. And my sister was born. He said, in the schus of your Bobby Zlata. Only because of her schus, because she's at Stakas. So she... Uh, they were very special people. I don't know why I went into this whole thing, but um, uh, that's why. So my after the war, my grandmother, my father's mother was 
my grandfather was in the Russian army. He was actually, a, he had a big position in the Russian army. He was a, some type of captain or, and um, they, there were no Jewish men around like to marry. You know, they put them in the DP camps and they were in a, so he was in charge of a certain building or something. And she was there and he saw her and he wanted to, he wanted to date her. My great grandmother, my grandfather didn't, I, I don't know if he knew how to read. He brought that time. And he was in the Russian army. He was, you know, all his Yiddish guy was wiped away. So she said, there's no way I'm letting you. Like, it's not going to happen. And then a Goyish uh, soldier from the Russian army started bothering her. So she came back to my grandfather. She said, if you get rid of this guy, he's bothering I don't want a guy near her. And my grandmother is a beautiful woman. And um, then I'll, I'll, I'll let you go out with her. I'll let you ask her out or marry her. I don't know how, like, how that happened then. And he had the guy sent to Siberia. <laughs> He's like, okay. And he just sent the guy to Siberia on some mission or whatever. So uh, that's how he met my grandmother. And they, they were married, and uh, obviously. And um, um, my grandmother died about 50 years old, very young. And uh, three days before my grandfather passed away, which was 30 days exactly Shloshim, my father got the call as he was about to shave for Shloshim. I think he did shave. I remember as a little kid, my mother on the phone, and whether she told him or not, I think she let him sh- shave. It was Matzah Shabbos. And uh, I was in first grade. Mamish have it, like, so clear. And um, he called my, my father and his sister in, and he said, he said, uh, my malachal has gone. And he basically told him goodbye. And he was 54, 55 years old. Strong. My grandfather was a strong guy. Healthy. Nothing wrong with him. He left. Just, you don't want to be without his malachal. When you have like, you had to see them together. Like that type of love is just, I, I don't see it enough today. That's for sure. But when you have that type of love, your mom is dependent on the other person. You can't, it's just not shy to live without the other person. It's just, you can't be. To get to a love of Hashem, you have to be lovesick. You have to understand total and 100% dependency on the person. That means the person sees it this way, that's the way I want to see it. I had a, my stepbrother uh, got married recently, so him and his wife were over. I, they're not like us. They're living in the city, they have a dog, you know, the whole thing. So we were talking at the table, my father, my father said... Um, my father was saying how he saw this video of someone pranking people, asking, uh, I'll buy your dog for $1,000, $10,000, $100,000. People were not selling. I had in mind. So, he, so, he, my, so I, asked my, I asked my stepbrother's wife, my, step, my sister-in-law, I said, hey, would you give up Lucy? No. I said, $1,000. No. $100,000. No. A million dollars. I said, a million dollars. Think about all the good you can do with that. You wouldn't give up a dog? She goes, would you give up one of your kids? This is how they, you know, I said, honestly, a million bucks? My wife, like, I'm like, we think about it. You know, cash in the right day, right kid, wrong kid. Yeah, a million dollars. I said, let's say I, we made it to an amount of money that moms, you could change the world. You could end starvation. You're giving her up? She's like, I, so I turned to my stepbrother. It was a little more normal. I, I said, I said, enough. Come on, really? He's like, yeah, you know, she was happy wife. Happy. I said, okay, I taught you well. Good. Uh, I said, but I said, but let's say she's not in the picture. I said, I know you have to give your brain over to her. I said, but it's still your brain. So what would your brain think if it wasn't mashubit to her totally? 
he's like, I go with her. Wait, she doesn't want it, then, then, and he's not the guy that like loves dogs or whatever. It's his dog, it's their dog, it's, uh, they wouldn't. But the echo is that he, he totally is devoted to her. And, and this is what she thinks, so this is what I think now. That's, that's a total dependency that's beautiful. Our relationship with Rabbi Shalom can only get to that level if it's a level of total bittal, where even my connection to him and my asking of him is all for him. Even though, again, Shem doesn't need it. But the construct of the personal prayer, let's call it, let's call it our own tefillah, let's call it out of the sitter tefillah. I just called it three things. What do you want to call it? Out of the sitter tefillah. Everybody likes acronyms. A-O- out of the O-O-T-S, the O-O-T-S tefillah. Huh? The Oots? Personal tefillah. Well, Shemana is also personal tefillah, but like we learned, there, there's a tremendous... Um, right, let's, let's hold off on that. Let me, I want to I show this side so that you see the contrast to that side. The, the, the Oots, it's not bad. That might catch on. Oots, let's go with it, people. <laughs> Spread the Oots. The Oots is... is <laughs> someone starts to share halfway. Was that a Hebrew word? I don't know. I heard, I heard, like if this makes it to the powerful minute, maybe, why we get there. The Uts. Uts. Uts to Vesufra. I don't know. So the, the Uts is, is ultimately generated internally because of me. It's not a dependency on him. It, it's, it's based on my Bittal to him, and it only works through Bittal, and it only works through really getting to the deepest part of myself, but it's... It's ultimately about you. A great, amazing, healthy way about you. So in this week's Parsha, before Yaakov meets Rachel and Leah, Rachel, ultimately, who is the Karis Abayis, who everything was about Rachel, this was the traveling of Yaakov Avinu, who we said before was the Ulayu Misheni Avi, was the seeker of truth, no matter what, was the one to learn from Avram and Yitzchak, who ultimately, although they were the makers of tefillah, right, Avos Tiknu, ultimately a lot of their davening was from themselves, they didn't have Siddur. Now, all of tefillah is based on them, and all the Maoros, all the happenings that, that tefillah is based on, we just learned, were all... Kamat, all of them had to do with the Avos. Some had to do with the uh, Kalyus on general, but they were Kamat all about the Avos. So what's Shimon Essay? What's, what's Tefillah in a sitter? Tefillah in a sitter is, you don't feel like it. And you don't know what you're saying even. And it's got nothing, and, it's, and everything is ooh. It's all plural. It's all about Kalyus To the point that we just learned in Halacha, that in the first three and the last three, you're saying about Kalyus because the whole Indian is Bittal. Total bittal. Whether you know it or not, again, not a call mar That's referring to Sipur Sias time. I can't remember the lashon right now. The Gemara says that you, the more kavani you have, the better. Obviously, the more you could understand what we're saying now. But when you approach Tzvila, great. But there's a certain thing that was infused into the words of Tzvila. From Davra Melech, from the Avos, 
from the the Nevi'im uh, with tremendous kavana that says that I don't, you don't understand it, and you didn't learn the book Shemunas, and you didn't learn from from the Sefer Otsetzvilos. Fine, be machni yourself three times a day. Stop and say, "There's Elkei Avoseinu." Because how does Tzvilos start? What's the beginning of Tzvilos? What time is it? It's gonna. What's the beginning of Tzvila? The very beginning of, of Tzvila. Shmona says, Baruch atah Hashem elokeinu velokeavoseinu. It's a very interesting thing. And this is what I noticed in the parsha. Vayifka b'malka v'yalon sham. He got to that place. Three times in the Torah, the Baal term says, it says the word makom. Vayalon sham, the chizkuni says, Baal karcho. Hashem wanted him to stay there. In other words, Yaakov was going on his way. He was searching for Emes through his own. And he was forced to come about uh, to come into this. The sulam, which which is brought down from the svarim, had three. There's a machlokas whether it had three or four or seven, but most people hold three rungs on the ladder, representing the avos hakadoshim. The medrash brings that down a little, and some say four. The fourth would be David Hamelach. Who is Ani Tfila? Last week I said Ani Tfila. See, one of my friends who listens, who's a very Medoy guy, he's an accountant. They're like that. I know he's going to hear this, but I love that he does it. It's I, I kept saying the pasuk Ani Tfila Silcha Hashem Eisratzon. That just means Vani, and for me Tfila Silcha, my Tfila should be to you. I, I meant to say Vani Tfila, which is another part in Tehillim, which David Melch says I am a piece of Tfila, but I was quoting the wrong. I was using the words wrong words. So the Medrash says that it's like. Of course, I didn't save the page. That wasn't smart. The Medrash says, "Vayifka b'makom, Amar b'shuv and Levi, Avos Rishonim Eskinu Shalosh Tfilos." On this place is where the Medrash says, "Avram Tikan Shachris, Shnei Mavishka Avram B'Bakor B'Boker El Makom, Bein Amid El Tfila, Yitzchak Tikan Tfilos Mincha." We talked about L'suach to have the conversation, and that's what we're going to focus a lot more on over the next few weeks in Mir Tashem about what that conversation means, the question and answer, not just saying it straight out, but going through a process. In fact, it says, Where do we know that from? It says, I pour out in front of him my, my siach. And the Medrash goes on, I'm skipping a lot. Hashem said, you got to stop here. It's on my terms. In other words, this is not your tefillah. This is not your utz. This is in the sitter. This is your itz. Not your utz, your itz. Oh, it's going to totally t- catch on. It's so catchy. <laughs> Are you into utz or itz? It's your itz. It's in the sitter. Hashem says, this is not about you. This is about, it's for you. But I, we have to make it completely not about you. Hashem said, I want to speak to you privately. Which is what Tila is. Tila is supposed to be private. The, we spoke about it before. The whole like, guy's going to shul like this and thinking they're the B'ditch of Rebbe, Levi because they learned their first piece of Chumash and, and finished a Black Amara and, and they learned some Rav Nachman and now all of a sudden they're, they're flying high. Be careful of that, girls. When you're in the ladies' section, you see that, and then someone says, I have a great guy for you. He's so kishmak and tila. If you see all that stuff, it doesn't mean he's a bad guy. And most of us start like that. I started like that. Uh, and I, I would probably still do it if I didn't know that it looked so fake. But 
don't go by that. Don't say he must be because I saw him daven. That stuff is it, it's not sneeze. That's not that's not what feel is. That's just really making yourself a spectacle. So, um, so the medrash goes on. I'm skipping a whole bunch. What do you show him in the dream? A throne of three feet. Three, what do they call them on, on legs? Legs of a chair? Three legs of a chair. And he told him, you're the third regal. Avram is the first, Yitzhak is the second. And obviously you're the third. Uh, okay, and then he goes on to talk about the number three and that how the others are the three. So, therefore, the 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 ladder itself was of of three rungs, because the ladder went. What was what was happening? The ladder. Malachim alokim olim v'yardimbo. They were going up and they were going down. So let's understand that the ladder is a connection to Hashem. There is an up ladder and a down ladder. Well, it's the same ladder, obviously. But going up, going up is the direction is towards Hashem. That's Shmon Esrei. What's so? Who went first? Malachi Elokim Olim the Yardimbo. What comes first is Olim the Yardimbo. You first have to go up. Your platform for davening has to be you daven from a sitter. Again, you you want to use English and whatever. That's all great if you're not holding there yet. You know. It's, People and when on a Madrigas program, we always say the sitter doesn't speak to you, so put it down and talk to Shem. Because you should have at least that. But when you're ready, you're a firm person, and you really want to enter the world of tefillah, you've worked out all the inyanim, you're, you're back from recovery, and things are working out well, and you're back from Eretz and whatever it is. You have to 100% learn this by this part and dominating the Shem and talking to Shem, but that's all self generated. The Malachim Olam, the ones that go up first, the ones that go up are saying, let me first do what the Abu said. And therefore, Hashem was standing on top. And what does he say? Who am I really first to you? I'm the God of your fathers. And what does that mean? Avos is the first bracha. It starts with Elkein of Elkei Avosenu. There are, there are two Parts to our relationship to Hashem. If we can give a classic example of them, you'd break it up into Elokeinu, Elokeinu, our God, and the God of our fathers. It's a different relationship. We need to have balance with both of them. Your classical Jew who would have the Elokeinu relationship down pat, and again, it's not everybody, it's not all the time, but your classical example to help us understand it, and this I heard from my Rebbe Schlitter of Moshe Weimarger. He must have given this year over 15 years ago. So he said, the way he explained it was, and this is a Torah from the Baal Shantav, that Elokeinu is your Baal your classic Baal Not today where, you know, Hasidim are becoming Baal too, which is beautiful and needed. I remember when I was, when I was working for Yisrael Torah, I bumped into my old Rashi, Rav Amort Chafreifelt, who was the Rashi when I started in, in Shayasha for a little bit before he left. So... He's a Ger Chassid. He's got the whole thing, the spadik, you know. So I saw him in the white shawl. He says, Sanu, what are you doing? And we, we had a good relationship. We, we learned together in Eretz Yisrael a little bit. I used to learn with him on Thursday nights. So I said, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, doing care of, uh, I had made the mistake to label it, care of Rechaikim. 
He said, yeah, he said, What's go- what do you do? And I told him, I said, well, the money comes and people fund it and we do these trips. And he goes, so how come nobody's putting money into being Makar of me? I said, what? He says, I'm right here. Do care on me. Uh, I, I can't come closer to Bani Shalom. I shouldn't be able to do tshuva. Everybody puts money into all these people. What about me? I, I, so let me just go? And he meant like 100%. Like, why is nobody making programs for me? And they are. The Kedav Tuni and... And someone actually spoke to some of the people there. One of the guys there, I should say, not some of the people. And um, it's amazing how we say things, and the mom is not true. Like, I, I just flew out. I didn't think about it at all. I, spoke to, I didn't speak to some of the people. I spoke to one guy. Why would I say that? It just, if you watch, it's scary to, like, actually think about what you say. But he got me out of Malcolm. Oh, so I'm sorry, so he dreamed. And Hashem stood over fine. So Elokeinu is... Is our God? That would be your classic Baal Tshuva. What's the? How does that work? He didn't have any connection from his parents, from anything. There's no Masorah. There's no Kabbalah that he got growing up. Some rabbi tapped him at his shoulder at the Kotel or the Kaisel, however you like to say it, and he went to a meal and then Shabbos at the Machases and Shaitis, and where he went to he went to all the Shurim and to Mati Burger and he and he learned all these things, and he made a personal relationship to Hashem. He spoke to him. He he connected him. He felt him. How many how many times I've seen one of the beautiful things is to watch someone for the first time go to the kaisel from or not from watching the first time. People come back crying. I never I don't, again. I might forget. Two of my students came up. One uh, Yana and Zach. First time at the kaisel. Zach comes up. He's crying. He's an emotional guy. And I said, "What?" He goes, "I'm crying hysterically." He goes, and I think I'm crying more now because I don't know why I'm crying. Because I, I don't know what happened. He's Yana comes up, she's crying. He goes, you also? She goes, I don't know what's going on here. And she's hysterical crying. She took on um, the name Eliana. Actually, we had her of Machlis. It was a beautiful thing. Shabbos morning, of Machlis at his minion. He makes a minion right next to the women's section. On Shabbos morning, so he did this whole procession and we named her Eliana. I don't think she's from anymore. I don't know what happened to her, unfortunately. I'd like to say that that ended well at... She was very connected. Anyway, so that happens. You ever see the um, Mechlala does a beautiful thing? I'm sure many other programs do it. If you've never been to the Kaisals, they bring you there, and they have you, they have you uh, blindfolded. You have to watch this. Oh, my gosh. You're supposed to see the Kotel and tell us it's point, because you're supposed to do a Kriya. It's the whole thing, no? You see the wall. So there's no, you, I, you could see it at a, oh, in terms of turning Kriya, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So the, uh, the whole thing they made us look down when we were going. When we were I think that's more for the effect of it. I don't know if it's al salacha. By the chassidim, they're not. Uh, they, they they hold our, to not do so much with rice and kriya. You switch shirts and not to do it. But um, so they go there and and they one by one. They said, "Are you ready?" And they open and by the girls, every single one. The girls all do this. They cover their eyes even after the thing goes off. I don't know why. Almost every single one. And they go. <laughs> Everyone covers it. But they also um, know they're being videoed. Not a, no. The, you, I, I watched it. I don't know if this was. A, I was you there. It live. Yeah, I'm watching this happen. I've been. <laughs> at, I've been to the Kaisel uh, a thousand times, and I, I, it's horrible because I can't get that feeling. So that's what happens. El so is. There's a, a, a magic, a, a passion. Why? Because I have a personal relationship with Hashem. I investigated you. I found you. I understand you in that level. What's missing from that? Oh, let's hold on. That's the Mila. Then you have your typical 
let's call him the FFB. Right? So the Baal Tshuva Zelkenu is the Utz. The, the FFB is the Itz. What does he have? You're going to say, do you know that uh, what, um, what uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, uh, Nietzsche says and, and uh, Friedrich Nietzsche and uh, what um, Spinoza says, you know, he argues on what the Balatani says in terms of like, you ever read that? And by the way, in science it says like this and you bring all the proofs and you say, yeah, okay. So you, you, so you, 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 you understand there's no Hashem. No, I'm putting on tefillin. I'm never going to miss davening. There's no like, like that guy's always coming to shul. You, you're not breaking him. You can bring him all arayas. They're not going to spoil it all from it. It's like okay, I was saying. This is how I grew up. Are you kidding me? Like oh, I'm not going to keep Shabbos. It doesn't. There's a steadfastness because it's a relationship that's that's ingrained deep inside of him. He may not feel. He may not understand. He may not ever think of. But it's there. That's his. That's the, it's. Davening. What are they missing? Elokeinu. If it's your relationship with Hashem, it's all based on you. So then something else happens, whether it be a pretty girl or another great raya or someone that studied more about the world than you and says, yeah, but you know when the rabbi said that, they're really, they're really making that up. And, and based on theory of relativity, even though he says it's the timing of the world, like it doesn't really work out. And, the, and he brings you all these raya's and like, oh, taka. Or it gets just too difficult, which many, many Balei Tshuva leave, leave after a few years. They either don't get married quick enough, and that, that strain is extremely difficult. The loneliness, the feeling of an outsider, the, the, uh, a lot of it has to do with no more passion, because what happens is they go from, from like no God to God, and they go to, from nothing to kosher, and from nothing to Shabbos, and it's all exciting, and it's like fireworks and whatever. And then like three years later, the next shlub, they're, that they're sitting there in davening, and they're trying... There's no excitement. So now I became like, now I only keep OU and not Chavke or whatever. I, I don't know. The, you know, Chavke and not that. Like, it's not so exciting anymore. And now I learned in Shulchan Aruch that, that maybe wash a fourth time, not just three times, to get the Tumor. So there's no big pow. There's no big bang anymore. It loses its, its flair because it's all about the Ech because I want to feel something great. So my whole drive to going, and that really is how they... I don't want to say sucker them in, but they bring them in to say, this should be about you. Look how much sense it makes and look what it's going to do for your life. It's, it's, and I've spoken about this before. It's a problem because you're selling them something that's not the essence of Yiddishkeit because it's not about you. And there are going to be times that are tough and you're not going to always feel it. And It's ultimately great for you, 100%. No question. And you'll be happier 100%. But the challenges are very real. So that al guy says, you know what, I'm done. You know, easy come, easy go. I came with a bang, I leave with a bang, I'm out. al unfortunately not much passion. Talking about, that's why it's such an avla. The entire tefillah, coming to shul. Not in your house, not where you like it, not with the trees. It could be some stinky shul with no, uh, no uh, air conditioning, no anything. Appropriate to my Rabbi Weinberger told me he was once in Eretz Yisrael and he was in. Um, there's a shul. He likes. He loves davening. I love davening there also. It's beautiful. And I always say, "Oh, you love it because he loves it." I actually loved it before I knew he loved it. In Shari Chesed, in that area, which is my favorite place in in Yerushalayim, so there's a little breast of shtibel about double the size of this room. Fifty men pack in there. The air conditioning sometimes works. So he was there. 
and and uh, Yerushalmi Chassid came in. It was a hot summer day, and he had his you know that that white and gold or whatever it is yeah. bekashas. So he he comes in, and they put out a little kiddush, a little uh, schnapps, and a little uh, egg kichel, and the and the little uh, herring. And so the guy takes a piece of egg kichel, makes a brucha, macha brucha, puts in one, puts one in his pocket. Okay, takes a herring, macha brucha, and a herring, and one in his pocket. He's sitting next to a wine. Wine goes. He just, you know, he's still an American boy. He don't like that. And the guy goes, for the vab, you know, one for the wife. <laughs> in the pocket. Oh, every time I think about it, I'm like, you know that he took it out and she picked the lint off. And, but it's so beautiful. You know, you think your husband's going to bring you flowers? His husband went and brought his wife. The worst of my Israeli grandfather who used to put, like, chocolates in his pocket and come back melted. <laughs> I would say it's a lot worse. So, the the um, the shul's not necessarily always always smelling great and always looking great and always perfectly. And then someone took your seat. And so, the entire process is not about you. Again, it's about you. But the process to get you to you is to say it's totally not about you. Come in there. Therefore, when when people show up not on time. When they're talking during davening, I was davening somewhere today. Again, well-meaning, nice guy. He hasn't seen me in a while. Uh, a guy I used to know from. I mean, I used to. I still know him. And he says, uh, and I, I'm, I'm looking at my sitter. I'm, I'm, I'm there ready to daven. He goes, turn anytime. I say, oh, it's pretty hushy. You can turn anytime. I'm like maybe listen to what I'm saying, and you'll say that maybe you shouldn't come up to me while I'm davening. I'm, I'm talking to Hashem. I'm being like, like who are you to come talk to me now? Huh? What? People talk to people who are diving all the time. Yeah, and and like, why not? Because it's about me. It's and then they forget and they answer. It's phone, it's insanity. It's not just insanity. What you I, you you love this one when people are benching. Yeah. Uh huh. And they're doing the this. What? My kids do. My wife is still benching, and they say, "Mom," I said, "She's talking to God. <laughs> God." Not you. You're you're all almost like God in my eye, but to the real one. That's what Dominic is. I'm and I'm 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 accessing Kochos by saying these words. Every time you say a word, he brings down a Rafuya says, I think this is an example. It's like someone in a space station pressing buttons. You may not know what the buttons do, but you press those buttons, somebody wired it and programmed it and coded it that you're moving a a, a, a space station a million miles away. But people also start davening when you're in the middle of talking to them. I'll be like in the okay, middle of Okay, that's that's called rude. That's called rude like, because it's the same thing, and by the way. They answer in the middle of davening, and I'm like, well, I'm feeling really bad that I just served your davening, but this is now awkward. to paint it in a good way, which I don't want to, because because then you always give but to be male to Yosha and Kali Shal. Let's finish this. Okay, okay, saying remind me, I'm going to go back to that and let's let's finish up. Elkanu Elkanu Seinu is, you can't just be an Elkanu Yid, which one could say in a certain level was how Yaakov was living until now. Until he got there and Hashem says, guess what? I'm Elkanu, uh, I'm the God of your father. Malachim Oldem V'yardim Bo, it's up. V'yardim, Malachim going down is facing me. The, the communication is about coming to me, it's about me. V'yin Hashem Nitzav Elav. Elkanu Avicha Elkanu Yitzhak. The way you're going to earn all this is because you have to first know there's an okay of Hosseinu. There's a Mesorah. There's something that Klai Yisrael has built that, that, that 
Tanoim or Mehem Kamanavim or Mesakim to Davin from a sitter. And the only bracha that, that we have, yeah, we'll lock up. Sir, mm-hmm. disturb. Um, are you going to lock up? Yeah, yeah, we always are. Okay, okay. Because we've been having an issue. Yeah. I don't know. Weird, but... We'll lock up. The only... Totally lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Anybody? Um, Bueller? Bueller? It's an old movie that I always say when it gets quiet and nobody knows what to say. The teacher is calling out the guy's name. He goes, Bueller. Bueller. Ferris Bueller's day off. I shouldn't have said it, but I did. Oh. The Malacham Alokim Aldem Yardenbaum. Zachary Kvararts. Vinenochi Yimacha Shmarticha. I'm going to be with you. Hashem is even in this place. Even in the place where it doesn't feel like there's any Hashem, which is davening, unfortunately. And the eye. I've been working on the eye, which is, again, the way to really work on it, to get it, is through the uts. But I didn't realize that there's an it's here. That there's a whole Messiah that I have to give over, and Yaakov is, and that I'm the third leg. And, and David being the fourth leg, that's why the three legs are, are tefillah. The fourth leg, David, was Vanit Fila. David was the Utz. The Avos is the Itz. That gave us Elkeinu Elkeinu is you can't be an Elkeinu Yid and you can't be an Elkeinu You have to be an Elkeinu Elkeinu Yid. One second, let me just to tie it together. That means you're a Yid that you grew up with it and your father said, go to Davin, put on its fill and be a good boy, point and say, you got to be that Yid. And no matter what happens in your life, you sit and you, you put on your tefillin. My son's, uh, his bar mitzvah is coming up, we started talking about tefillin. So he didn't know. He's like, and my wife, I'm like, so you put on tefillin every day? No, she doesn't know. I go off, she doesn't know what I do. Or I said, yeah, it's an everyday thing. But not Shabbos. No, not Shabbos. So, uh, so my son, my son is like, oh, but like, there'll be days that I'll miss. No, if I'm sick or I'm like, no. You don't miss Dominic. You don't miss putting on tefillin, ever. You will put on tefillin, Mirz Hashem, Every single day of your life that you're able to put on, that, that, that is not a day that you're not supposed to put on tefillin. He was also like, like every day? The rest of your life. Yeah, this is, this is what you're going to do. There are people that, Sadiqim, that, they're, that they're, uh, they're, they're sick, they're in a coma, whatever, they're going through surgery, and they told their kids, make sure, make sure or they didn't, the kids put on tefillin on me. My body's lying there, I put on tefillin. There's no, I don't feel like it today. I had a friend that was, uh, he was a very quirky guy. Very quirky. We learned in... He smoked a pipe. Who smokes a pipe? This guy smoked a pipe. It was so funny. So he... We were in yeshiva together, and we learned in the Gemara and Brachos that it says that there's a thousand malachim always to your left and ten thousand always to your right. And when you feel a certain tightness and pushing, it's because the malachim are getting closer. When your clothes wear out, the malachim... Uh, it's because the malachim are pushing against... Whatever. Gemara and Brachos. So he says, thousands to your left and ten thousand to the right. So he stands up and he goes, You know, there's a Gemara that he says, They hate it when you do this. <laughs> like, who thinks like that? That when you, when you jump and flip around, for those that are not watching the video, he would stand up and he would just jump and turn around, make a 180, and then 180 back. Like, so you get that mental image of a bunch of people go, Moving, moving, go, 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 everybody, go, 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 left, go, go. And they're like pinging into each other. And go, that, that, was a, that was an interesting, uh, he was an interesting guy. So he used to, he became from and not from over 15 times maybe. 
Like one day, and it was amazing how quick his beard and pace grew. Uh, I found that amazing. Imam's grew beard and pace and put the whole of us. The next day, jeans and uh, not to say that, but for him, jeans smoking back again, back, like nothing. So I was once, he was a Tamil also, and I said, I don't get it. What's with this guy? Like day to day, he's, he's, he said, it's a Midas Emes by him. He can't be what he doesn't feel. So one day he feels it and he says, okay, so this is the Israel. That's a, that's, that's a little Kano Yid. What works for you? Guess what? You're part of a program. And the program is based for you. Don't worry about it. You have to know that. But the part of it is, El Kale was saying, you have to be total 100% the Bittal. Like the Arizal, you have to start with after Yerach and say, I'm going to say a bunch of words that someone else set up, that it's all based on the Avos. I like it. I don't like it. I got to say it. Can you have more Kavana? Can you put things in there? Are all 18, everything you're going to have to worry about in life, 19, all everything in life? Yes. But like, like we learned, it's... Let me say, I should have kept the page. That in the first bracha, that's why the, the, I believe it's Rambam says it's Ma'akiv. If you don't have Kavana, uh, you have to know Perish Hamil in the first bracha. What's the first bracha? It's the first bracha is the Avos. Because that's what it is, it's about the Avos. The Avos made a system called Yiddishkeit. And their Masakin, specifically, of all the things that they built Yiddishkeit around, they built it with Tefillah. With Shachris, Mincha, and Arvis, Mairiv. That's the way we do it. You don't feel like it, you don't like it, you want to do only your personal thing when you feel it. That's all about the zikh. It's about you. And that's not what it's about. You need to build the elokeinu ve'elokeinu. That's how the opening starts. Elokeinu, again, you have to have that personal relationship, you have to have the utz, you have to have the davar melach, and elokeinu, you have to have the itz. You have to be in the sitter, you have to, you have to whether you like it or not, and especially if you don't like it. Right, so then you're going to come in and talk, so where's the males yosha on them? They come and talk because ultimately they say, I'm doing it. Like I'm Yotze. I don't want to be here. I'm showing you what I want to be here. I'm talking to you. I come in an hour late. I come, you know, it's late. Every guy's rolling in. And nobody's rushing. It's like, Sitter. I'll call you later. We'll call Spick later. Yo, you learned that I have a good friend. I just spent Shabbos with him. I don't think he watches it. I don't think he's going to. Uh-huh. I, no, he's such a chashiv guy. I can't even begin to tell you. Much more chashiv, chashiv guy. Much more chashiv. It's not like meaning anything. He's really, he's a real deal. He's a great father, a great husband. He was a rebbe. He taught. And like every time we're together, he... he He's sipping his coffee. I'm like, how do you, how do you not nervous to come to shul late? Like, I can't, I'll, I'll be there. I'm, he's always there before Hodu. And it, it, and I, I, it's not my place to listen. I tried. I talked to him. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, this is Sashem's waiting there. In other words, it's still too much about you because. And when he davens, davens he's schmack. Like he has kavana. Why? Because it's this is my relationship with you. But that's not Alkano yet. Alkavusina says. Get the shul on time, you bum. What are you drinking your coffee for, for 20 minutes, huh? My grandfather used to say he would leave to shul so early. Um, and, like, way before it started, he used to say, it's no mitzvah to be late. He had, like, a way of saying it. <laughs> like, My father told no, me he never once beat his father to shul. 
his father would run. My grandfather used to run to shul, and on, Dafka, on the way back, he'd put his hands behind his back and he'd walk very slowly away from shul. That's 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 the way it has to be. But then sometimes people rush so much that they have to go up a one-way street. No, no, no. So there's that, that's the person who 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 was. I guarantee you, making sure that he enjoyed every bit of his coffee at home before he left, and then rushed like a maniac. On, because he was late and made everybody else suffer for it by doing that. Uh, I love those guys that park in the wrong place and ruin the shul's name. And yeah, so you want to be early to shul. Never once in 25 years of knowing my Rebbe, I have never once, he told me that it happened once. I'm not sure I believe him. But it, that was a the time they told him the wrong time for my Rebbe. I have never once, not, I'm not talking an exaggeration, never a minute, never four minutes, never, not a second late to davening did I ever see Rabbi Weimar come. I've been uh, t- 25 years. Not once. What is he? Uh, I guarantee you, I, I've driven with him. He drives like an old lady. He's, uh, I, it's 99% I drive, and it ages him by years. He always, he, he's in the passenger. Show me how to, like, show me, the, like, I got this. I'm ready, I've driven. But, he, he doesn't go down the wrong way. He doesn't... He was in a car with his Rebbe, Rav David Lifshitz, a Slovaka Rebbe. And there was like 2, 3 in the morning. And he wanted to go through a light. He started inching. He was a young man. He started inching whatever he was, 18, 19 at the time. And his Rebbe said, he told me, his Rebbe just put his hand on his, on his hand. His, you know, it was on the stick shot or whatever. And he said, Lo. Go through it. Not recht. Halacha is... This is... It's a red light. You know, it's a red light. Someone's not watching. What Hashem? Dina demachos Dina. This is a harsh thing to say, and I don't like saying it because, unfortunately, I don't live this way at all. But um, I'll get to working on it one day. Mitzvah Hashem. But this is it. This is the ending of, of Tfilah. It's total bittel. It's total hachnat Hashem. It's it's the it's what comes first. It's a malacham olim then yardim. You want to really be perfect in your own real tefillah to Hashem? You have to, you have to really focus on, on davening from the sitter first. You have to just do it. You have to just understand that this is not about you. Like we learned from the Medrash, Hashem stopped Yaakov and he says, I know you're going to show your love for Rachel, which is all about Bittal, and you're going to l- learn to love me, and, and, and Rachel was the Iker, and uh, I saw other places I wanted to show you that... that it, Without Rachel, nothing else happened. And we're called, therefore, by her children and get more into that. But Lamaisa, it's, it's Hashem stopping him and saying, we got to have a talk. And the talk is about you being one of the Avos now. You're building your own thing. I'm happy, great. You're the third leg of the chair. The chair's got to be that everybody follows the fourth leg. We'll put David and Malach, but the chair is pretty steady with three legs. And that's that. the steadiness of... And of Olam Chesed, of um, the world stands on three pillars. The three pillars are the Avos. That's what our world stands on. And that's the Iker of, of really all of Tzvila is Bittal, like we've been talking about. But total Bittal, total, total, total Bittal, the Rebbein to say, I'm not coming, I don't even know what I'm saying. I, I'm showing up, I'm coming to your house I'm saying your words that you put down through the Avos. How many times you want? You want it's got to be before this time. There's all this rigidity to it. It's got to be at this time. It's got to be in this posture. It's got to be in this way. You've got to face this way. You've got to put on the talus and put on. 
None of this is our personal conversation. That's generated by me. That's my uts. My its is, is, is looking in the sitter. That's in him looking in the sitter. And Mir Tashem, Shalom, should give us koach. We should talk, have, start our, our day with filled of after Yechamocha to understand total bittel to, to other yidin, which should bring us a total bittel, total nullification and dependence on the Rebbein Shalom. That should ultimately bring us to Alokainu, to making Hashem Alokainu, because that is, that's the goal. The goal is, you, if you stay like that, we know what you didn't end up like that. Then they end up taka driving down the wrong way and double parking and could care less about anything else, and, and then ultimately in the paper, becoming a rabbi. But uh, to connect to Hashem is the goal in, in a personal way. But the way to do it, the process has to be absolute 100% bittal, and that's the it's that's in the sitter. To pick up the sitter, you don't feel like it, you don't like it, this is it. But Hashem should bring us the ultimate uh, connection to Hashem. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.